Amen. Everybody that's here up on tonight, amen, even those that desire to be here and couldn't be here, I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to Psalms 23. Psalms 23, and we're going to start, start at verse 1, read 1 down to 3. We want to talk about tonight, God restored my soul. God restored my soul. Amen. Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He make me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. I'm going to talk about God restored my soul. Amen. That's the title of the message tonight. Uh, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my God. Amen. He's my, uh, he's the head of my life. He's my God. He leads me and guides me. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want or I shall not lack. One is, in other words, I shall not lack for anything. Amen. Because the Lord is my shepherd. He's my provider. He's my guide. Amen. A shepherd is one that, a natural shepherd is one that takes care of sheep. And we are the sheep of his pastor, so God takes care of us. Amen. If we are living right, striving to please him, and we are born again of the water and the spirit, he, we are his, we the sheep of his pastor. Amen. Uh, everybody's not a sheep. They're sheep and goats. So everybody's not a sheep. I don't care if people say they're sheep. You should know them by their fruit. You don't have to call them out anything, but you, you're not going to be bringing bitter and sweet water out the same fountain. You're not going to be doing this over here and saying you have God and doing this over here and, uh, and, and you're saying you have God, but you're doing this over here and you don't have the attributes, none, none of the attributes of God. Amen. So we can't. We don't go around pointing out people and calling people out with no wisdom and saying, you're not saved, you're not this. We don't do that. But the Bible said you should know them by their fruit. You just watch and you can see. Amen. People that be claiming, because everybody's saying they're saved today. Everybody's not saved. They're saying they're saved. But we don't call them out. You will know when a person's saved because their fruit is going to, you're going to see them. You're going to see the fruit all the time, not every blue moon. You're going to see it all the time. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my guide. Amen. Shepherd, again, is one that cares for the sheep in the natural, and God cares for the sheep in the spiritual realm. He's the overall shepherd. He put uh, shepherds like leaders over churches, and stuff, but he's the overall shepherd. And we pastors, God has put those as pastors. We are the, the under-shepherds. He's the over-shepherd. He's over us and the people, and he put us over people. Amen. So we can guide. A shepherd is a guide. Everyone don't have attributes of a shepherd. People make themselves shepherds. People call themselves to be shepherds. I think sometimes people, they be, we don't watch it. And I'm th I thank the Lord, even when uh, I was at my home church, before I even was called, before I, the Lord, before I even knew the Lord called me in this area right here, 
I mean, I, I knew I had ministry. I had a ministry, and I was always praying to the Lord, Lord, you know, after I found out I had a ministry, I kept asking the Lord, what type of ministry do I have? And I kept seeking the Lord about that, because most time when people have ministry, everybody say they call to do the same thing. That's not true. Some people are actually called to, I mean, they call to do different things. Some people, they have evangelistic type of ministry. They're supposed to be traveling. They're supposed to be moving around and, and you know, preaching the word. Pastor is one that stays kind of local. They don't travel all over and everything. They just kind of, they have a church. The people, you know, some people, they call themselves, and they say, I call, God, God called me, but it's really good to know what God has called you to do. Now, nobody push you into it, and you don't do, you're doing something you don't understand. Amen. So, this is not something that I call myself to, but God, you know, said that, you know, in my life, you know, God wants you, and you, in, in order to even be a shepherd, you have to be able to have discipline, you got to have discipline in your own life before you can help others to be disciplined, you have to have that, you have to have structure, structure is, uh, it's like everyone needs structure, uh, I don't care if you're a child, a baby, all the way to adult, you need structure, if you don't have stru structure, you're gonna grow like a wild weed. You, you're not gonna have, you don't, you know, you don't know how to do this over here. You don't know how, you have nothing holding you together. It's a, you need that foundation, that structure. So, uh, even being a pastor, of course, many people say they call themselves pastors. I don't debate with people what they call this. I'm just concerned about what God called me to do. But you will see. You the fruit you will see the fruit. Whatever people say they've been called, you'll see the fruit of it. Cause if God call it, call it, you're gonna see it. Amen. So the Lord is my shepherd, and I'm so glad to know that God is my shepherd and I'm He's my guide. And you can't be a pastor and say you don't have a shepherd. God is your shepherd. He's over you. He's over pastors. He's over any kind of ministry. If, if God's over, especially if he called you to that ministry, he's the overall shepherd. God is my shepherd. In other words, he's my guide. It's good to have God as a shepherd because you don't have to figure out everything yourself. And I think that's that's a blessing. That's a great. I didn't know that before I come to the Lord and try to figure out everything and put everything in its perspective best I knew how, but still couldn't do it right. But I'm so glad that I know I, I can go to the Lord for things, especially that I cannot do myself. Now, you know, little natural Basic things, we should be able to clean our house. We should be able to do the, the things we do. But things you cannot do, you need the Lord to help you. Some people need God to help them clean their house. Clean their house, their car, and everything. You got a house that's a jump out. You got a car that's a jump out. Don't expect God to be blessing you to do nothing. He wants you to take care of what you have. Amen. Amen. He wants you know you be faithful in a few things. God will make you rule over many things. He said you know how to take care of your house. You know how to take care of a husband or wife. You know how to do this and that. He will bless you with greater things. See, you don't know how to do that. You got to probably be uh, kind of go go to school for a while before you get those things. This is how it is. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, and I shall not lack. Amen. When you want for something, that means there's a lack a lack for it. That means you don't have it. But you need it and you want it. You desire it. 
when you God is your shepherd, he won't let you be without. Amen. He said he will supply all of your need. All of your need. Amen. May not get come when you want him to come. He may not do this and that when you want him to, but he will be on time. You will not lack. You will not lack for anything. He will provide for you. He's a great provider. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He making me to lie down in green life and life pastures. Lively, not dead stuff. Life. Green pastures is presented as life. You have pretty green grass, that's life. You had brown, old, shrubby grass, that's that's like death. That's death. This grass is burnt up or something's wrong with it. Live, he, he makes me lie down in green pasture in life. And he leads me beside the still waters. God will lead you beside still waters. A lot of waters speaking spiritually in our life are not still waters. If you got chaos going on here, chaos going over there, there's the turmoil, there's always something going on, there's never no peace. Those are not still waters. But God knows how to lead you and guide you in still areas in your life if you pray. Remember, none of these things come about just a pie in the sky. You have to do your part. I keep implementing that because I remember even uh, back in the day, they would tell you to do this and do that. And they sometimes they didn't, I mean, they meant well, but they didn't always tell you the benefit of it, why you need to do it. People, let's be surprised. A lot of people don't even know why they need to be saved. So they take it likely. I don't, maybe I don't have to be saved. It's optional. You can be saved, but I don't have to be saved. They don't know. I mean, people really think like that if they don't know no different, no better. You know, God knows if they know better, and if they don't, I'm sure he would shine more light for them before they leave this life, so they're not going to be without excuse. Some people think, that's for you, that's not for me. But if you really knew the real, why you need to be saved, everybody would make, make the calling and election sure. You need to know, you know, some things, just know them. Amen. He's my shepherd. He's making me lie down green pastures and leave beside the still waters. Amen. I love when the Lord leaves me beside the still waters. Like I said, there's different situations in your life. It's chaotic. There's, uh, you know, it's a lot of turmoil in it. You got turmoil on your job, turmoil in your, turmoil in your home, turmoil in your family, turmoil in your mind. You got a whole lot of turmoil going on. Well, God is a peaceful God. So if you pray like you need to pray, he will lead your soul into still waters. Amen. And you can learn to live there in those places. It's not, it's not a thing when I come to church, I get in still waters. Most people do that. They come to church, they get in still waters. They go out, they leave church, and they're back in turmoil. That means they don't understand the word. They're not, amen, doing what the word say or something. You can stay in that place. It depends on how bad you want to be in that place. And you have to do things to stay in that place. You have to pray. You hear me say that all the time. No one can do your praying for you. You have to pray. You have to not only pray, you need to get breakthroughs in your prayer. You need to, somebody said, what are breakthroughs? breakthroughs? You need to just, just be, quit saying a whole lot of words. You need to actually feel your spirit breaking up. And sometimes you need to feel tears falling down your and your soul breaking up, knowing that God has, is hearing you. And you feel confident. A lot of times we pray we don't have no confidence because we don't feel nothing. 
reason we don't feel nothing because we on our phones all day. We talking with this one all day. We talking with that one all day. Our man's everywhere. No, you're not going to feel the power of God. You're not going to know if God hurt you or not. You're too caught up in too much stuff. When you want to get answers and breakthroughs from the Lord, you got to get down to business and get pull everything, get away from everything else, and get some time with the Lord. Somebody said, "Well, I can't do that." You can God. He give you space. You take the space He give you when He give it to you. If He said, "Get up early in the morning," or He said, "Go on your lunch break or whatever," do it whatever whenever time He say do it. Because the time you do it, you might not get a chance to do it. Amen. But he leads us beside the still waters. Amen. Still means restful and calm, peace. He leads us beside. He don't lead us beside those waters for you to go back and get in turmoil. He's teaching you how to come to him, all that are laboring and heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. He's teaching you how to come to him. Also teaching you when you come to him, do what he say and make good practice of that. Then continue with that. Amen. Sometimes people have the victory today. I've got the victory today. Oh, hallelujah. Tomorrow I don't have the victory. Maybe maybe I done did things. Maybe I, 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 I made this day of seeking God. And the whole next day I ain't thought about God. You want to keep the victory? You want to stay in peace? You got to keep communicating him so you can stay beside those still waters. We all do. And he restored my soul. You have to get your soul restored all the time. It's not a one-time thing. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's the inward part of you. The inward you. Everything that your feelings and everything. That's your soul. Everything on the inside of you. You need that to be restored. To be restored means to bring back to of the original. When you say I'm restoring this, that means I'm replacing it back where it needs to be at. Because things can blow your soul out of place. People can blow your soul out of place. It depends on what you allow yourself to accumulate throughout the day, throughout the week. You know, even if it's, it don't have to be nothing bad. If it's just, you know, this natural things you have to do, you got to pull away from there sometime and get a hold of God. Say, Lord, I need you. I, I need some, some me time right there, right now with me and you, Lord. I don't need to be dealing with this over here. I don't need to be dealing with that over there. You know, because you don't, you're going to be stressed out. So he restored your mind back where it needs to be at. Because you can be sitting and minding your own business and something can happen and can take your mind way over there. Whatever that situation is, and if you don't know how to bring it back, it can stay there. Then something else come and just keep you way over in the left field. But he restored my soul. I'm so glad that God restored our soul because we don't we all be walking around crazy. We be walking around crazy. We we uh, uh, you know people that don't know the Lord. That's why they take drinks. That's why they they do they shoot people. They are doing all kind of stuff. They have no restoration in their mind. They're not refreshed. They're not born again. God restore our soul. You can't do the same thing seven days a week, five days a week, and not get no God in there. If you don't, you're gonna be strained and stressed out. I keep saying that over and over. Is this not gonna happen for you? And if you keep if you keep on doing it, you'll be leveled about to the ground. 
That's why sometimes when people come to church, and I'm not just speaking at this church, but any church, if they come to church, it might take them a whole, almost to the service over with to get in the spirit because you don't know where their soul is coming from. Their soul has been, been tracked up in some of everything. And they're trying to get this off of them, trying to get that off. And by the time the end service is in, you got to keep the maintenance up all through the week. Keep the maintenance up all during the week. You'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You won't be strong in your strength, but you'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't keep your maintenance up. You have to keep your maintenance up, your spiritual maintenance up, just like you keep your natural body up. And I don't know, you know, I'm not saying no one in here, but I'm saying I'm sure some people don't even do that. But if you don't keep your, your, your physical, your natural, your spiritual body up, you just feed your flesh all the time, you just gratify your flesh all the time, and you do more for your flesh than the spirit, what do you think, you, what you think or who you think is going to be the strongest? The flesh. But the Lord is a renewal of strength. I was talking to someone in my family uh, one day, uh, got a call, and, and sometimes... You know, people, you know, you listen at them. You just listen to the conversations. This caused to see how I was doing, but they sound just as draggy and worn and zapped out and everything. They begin to talk about different things, you know, they concerning themselves. And, and I just listened at them. And I was telling the Lord one time, several times I said, I said, Lord, sometimes even some people in my family I might not hear from here and there I said Lord if I'm supposed to be what am I supposed to what, what am I to them am I a counselor or just listening or I'm a person disposable because it seems like that's what I it happens I, you, sometimes you don't hear people for, for a while then you, they get to talking and they get to it seems like you just be like on the other end and you just I said maybe there's need of in I'm just a counselor I said but Lord sometimes it's going so many places what they're saying I don't want to become confused I said, I said to the Lord, to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know. I said, maybe I'm just supposed to listen and everything. I said, but uh, and then sometime at the end of the end of the conversation conversation, I may say something that I feel inspired to say what the Lord is, you know, you know, how God helps me. Because a lot of time you listen to people and I don't like it to really be a one sided conversation when to me when it's kind of depressing what you're hearing. I, I, I want to head that off because I don't want to that sink in my way because I'm out of my own business and the phone rang, you know. So it's like I, I don't want, I don't, because you can listen to people so long and if you don't have something to throw that off, when you leave them, the devil will start fighting you late night, maybe right, right then, but you'll be wondering why you feel like you feel. You got to watch that. You got to guard off stuff. So I saying, you know, the saying how that the Lord, I say he's the strength of my life and he's my joy. He's the one that keeps me going. And some things you just got to know. I said, I, you know, as I was just giving one testimony after the other, what the Lord has done and everything. And I was wondering for a minute, what they still on the phone or what? I, I thought, so you still there? But I didn't. And then they begin to say, well, you know, God deals with everybody's different ways. I said, oh, I thought to myself, that's why people in the mess and the rut they're in. Because anybody can, you should be, I don't care, God does deal with us in different ways. But it's one spirit and he helps us all the same. 
you, you, you messed up with that, you messed up with all of it. And then they begin to say, they, they, uh, they have learned a lot from me and this and that and other. But I think to myself, Lord, I, I thought to myself, I said, Lord, when I get these calls, I don't get them very often. But what am I supposed to be to these people? Am I? It's like, you know, you going to, like, I've never been to a, um, don't knock it if people got mind problems, they got situations, they need counseling or they need to talk to somebody, they have, that's what they need to do. But I've never been to nobody to talk to nobody uh, like a counselor, nobody but the Lord. Thank God for that. I said, so Lord, this is what must be people do when they go, when people go to, and they go to psychiatrists or go to somebody. I said, this is what must be. I said, so I, am I supposed to be the psychiatrist on, on the other hand or what? What? Because I just, listen, you know, and I'm just saying, I said, Lord, I'm so glad to know that when I got issues, stuff, I know who to go to. And everybody that don't understand that they, before it's over, they're going to find out. Amen. Because if you don't continue communicating with the Lord like you need to, some people get on pills, and people, they mind is stressed out. You cannot handle this stuff in your own intellect. Anybody think they can? The devil has deceived them and lied to them. You cannot handle life without God. People try to do it all the time, but the people that's doing it, they're on drugs, they're on alcohol, or they're killing somebody. That's what would happen. Or you would have a nervous breakdown. So, if any, I feel like this. If anybody don't feel like they, they, they feel like they handle their business, I'm like, handle your business. But keep that mess away from me. If you, if you don't want no help, I'm not going to fool with you too much. Amen. Amen. But he restored our soul. Your soul has to be restored every day. Pretty much. All the time. He restored my soul to bring back to the original. To keep you refreshed. He keeps you refreshed. If I didn't stay before the Lord, I wouldn't be doing this right here. Coming here. Doing Bible studies. Doing Sunday morning services. Doing none of that because I'm just as human as the rest of you are. If I go the way my feelings feel, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't do. And I wouldn't be want to do God's will. You're not going to want to do God's will if you don't communicate with Him. You're not just going to want to do it. You're going to say, "I just want to lay up in the bed. I want to eat. I want to do what I want to do. I don't away with that." I'm being real. But they say the shooter from the hip. They say whatever you shoot it from, I just bring it out just the way it is. Because you tell people what it, what what they really need and and, and what it's really going to take, then people will see the sincerity of it, and they will get down to business. Nobody's going to sing you happy. Nobody's going to jump you happy. Nobody's going to pray you happy. You got to learn to do that yourself. What if they shut the doors and nobody can go nowhere? What are you going to do? Are you still going to walk with God? Or are you depending upon a pastor, depending on this one, that one? There's a lot to think about. Amen. I, met, I ran into someone just yesterday. Uh, they ran about, they probably ran about one of my kids' age. Uh, well, both of my kids' age, because both, both of them in their 40s. We, they grew up with them. I ran into a young lady. She said, Oh, I'm so glad this. She said, I, she called me out first because I, I, I didn't even recognize. She called me, Pat, I, 
looked around. I looked there for a while. Everybody got masks on, so I'm looking there for I said, oh, okay. And she said, my mother has really been trying to find your phone number. She uh, did, lost it or something. She's been really trying to get a hold of you. And uh, how you doing and things like that. And then she began to, uh, later on, she began to tell me about how their church um, it's a, um, a pretty big church. She said the, the 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 saints, the people there, keep asking the pastor when is the when he's gonna have church. He said, "Quit asking me," because the church when you have a big group of people, I ain't saying that's the right answer to give, but you got a big group of people. A lot of people they they skeptical. They they not want won't you know they're heard of that virus and you know stuff. They they not taking no chances. So if God doesn't intervene and undertake for a lot of people, they just won't be having church. I said, y'all do virtual? She said, yeah, but if we keep asking, he's telling them, quit the, quit, don't ask me no more. So we, I'm saying that to thank, thank God that we're able to have church. Because some people won't be saved long. They be, they'll use that excuse, well, we have church, so... Devil, you know, I, I couldn't resist this temptation, that temptation, and all that. And I was looking at her, because I think myself, I didn't know she went to no church. When I was looking at her, I'm just saying, <laughs> this got to be in you. Don't make your labors harder. Don't make your stresses and get up and saying how bad the devil fighting you. You're making your labors harder. Amen. Don't entangle yourself with a lot of stuff that you shouldn't entangle yourself with. You make your walk harder with God. Amen. It says, the Lord, in other words, he making me to lie down in green pastures beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. God restores us. He refreshes us. We have to have that refreshing and that reviving and that renewing from time to time as you just go to a farm. You just go to a farm, and when people keep going to a farm, they go, they get sick and tired of going to a farm. It becomes uh, not interesting. It, it, you know, it's like in a relationship, uh, being uh, married or whatever. You, you you have to do, do different things in a relationship. Be reminded, do but both people do to keep your relationship afresh, because you get tired of the same old, same old. You can get tired of coming in. The, here, sitting in the pews, if you don't participate, you don't put nothing in the service, you don't, you don't stir yourself, you just like something, you just do it out of form. Get tired of it. Amen. You can serve God out of form. Serve God. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to be saved. I'm supposed to be saved, so I'm trying to act like I'm saved. If you're talking about I'm trying to act like I'm saved, then you need to get saved. Because it's supposed to be a part of you. I'm tired of doing it. You you will get tired of good things if you don't let the Lord continue to refresh you. Amen. Amen. So we thank the Lord, you know, for in other words, He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. God will leave you in the right path, not in the wrong path. The Bible said there's a way that seeming right to a man. But the end thereof is death. There's a same right way. It's okay if I do this. It's okay if I do that. But you still might be going the wrong way. Well, a lot of people, I ask God, but if you ask God with your mind already made up, that's, you still be going the wrong way. Sometimes when you ask God stuff, you got to wait, wait for an answer. 
you got to wait for heat, make it clear to you which way to go. It's just like you go across the street. Do you say which way, do it, should I go across this street or do you look back and forth? You got to wait to see if any cars coming before you just dodge out there. Amen. All right, he restored my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Okay, in, in the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 3. In verse 19. It says, Acts 3 and 19. It says, Repent ye therefore and be converted. And that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Don't you know you have to prepare yourself for the presence of the Lord? Don't you know you, you can't just come halfway knowing that you got sin in your life, knowing that you got shortcomings. Don't ask God to, to, to get to clear that for you before, before refreshing comes. You got to make a way for the refreshing. Amen. Refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. It comes from his presence. His presence. He, he, it's like his presence will fall on you and he will just overshadow you and you'll feel like, oh, I've been really refreshed. That's what the Lord do. Amen. It said, repent ye therefore. In other words, get just prepare yourself. Don't come for the Lord any kind of way. And be, and be converted. Be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. That your sins may be blotted out. Because the Bible said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We sin pretty, pretty much every day do something. Or say something, do something. No, no one's perfect. But we're not sinners. Because we don't practice sin on purpose. A sinner is someone, that's what you do every day. They sin it all the time. We make mistakes. God's mindful of us. He said he remember our frame. So he said, if any man sin, he have an advocate with the Father. You can get it straight with God if you acknowledge your shortcomings. Amen. Repent, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You never know when the Lord will come by and refresh you. If you seek him, you will find him. Sometimes you got to stay down there before him and cry out to him so he can refresh you. All the little short prayers and, and you praying always in, 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 in the corner, in the natural all the time, never reach out in the spirit. You need to take some time and reach out in the spirit so he can come by and refresh you. Because the Bible says God is a spirit and they that worship the Lord must worship me in spirit and truth. You need that restraint, renewal. Amen. A lot of times you don't know how weak you are till you come in contact with the presence of the Lord. You don't know how frail you are till you come in the presence of the Lord. You don't know, amen, your mindset and everything that could be just totally, totally thrown out till you come in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I preferred, if I could, most time, you know, keep my grandson now some little bit more time I give unto him, but I, I, I preferred to go before the Lord before I started doing a whole lot of yak, yak, yak to other people in the beginning of my day. That's what I preferred to do. This in, you know, because you, know, you, you don't do it. You don't do that, do it then, you, you're not going to do it later. The devil going to make sure you get so busy when you're going to do it later. Amen. In Psalms uh, 16, that's our last 
Amen. Our last Psalms. Psalms Psalm 16. We'll go back to uh, 16 and verse 11. It says, Will thou, Psalm 16, verse 11, will thou wilt show me, thou will show me the path of life in thy presence. In whose presence? Is in the Lord, presence of the Lord. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. If you're in the presence of the Lord, He makes you happy. Life don't make you happy. Life have you holding your head down, depressed, discouraged, and everything. But when you get in the presence of the Lord, He'll lift your head up. It say, "Be lifted up, uh, lift up your head, uh, your your eyes to the hills from what's coming your help." And then it say, uh, "Lift lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in." Who is the King of Glory? The Lord of Hosts. He's the King of Glory. He'll put a smile on your face, but you'll never experience none of that if you don't take time out for Him. Thou will show me the path of life, and Thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. That's the end of our reading. He restored my soul. Remember, your soul needs to be restored all the time. All the time. You need a refreshing. I need a refreshing. We need a reviving. Amen. We need a renewing. Amen. He said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's how your strength get renewed. You don't stay before the presence of the Lord, you're going to have old strength and barely making it through here. You get before the presence of the Lord, you, he renew your strength, mount you up with wings of an eagle. He lets you, cause you to run and not grow weary, that you walk and not faint. Amen. We thank the Lord. Amen. That concludes our